Welcome to the Numbers Speak podcast with intuitive numerologist Sue Coffin and intuitive life coach Jennifer Hooper. Together, we explore the energies of numbers, those sacred symbols and cosmic code that have been recorded since the beginning of time. If you want to know why some days you feel like a superhero and some days you feel like a couch potato, you are in the right place. Stick with us to the end of the episode and you'll learn how to ask a question that we'll answer in a future episode. Now on with the show. Wow, good morning, everybody. I'm numerologist Sue Coffin, and I'm here with Adriana, who is a mentoring student, very up-and-coming numerologist. I'm so excited to work with her. In the process of our skidding together, we decided that it would be fun if we picked people's charts and talked about them so that not only do we understand this person better, but hopefully during the podcast, you, you start to understand what we do a little bit better. And we chose Betty White. And our last podcast talked about her core energy, the energy that makes her who she is. And in this podcast, we're going to start talking about her timeline. And that's going to explain a little bit about the core energy, because Adriana and I saw a number that was a little bit confusing to us. Uh, her life path was a 14-5. And in order for us to get a life path number, we had the month, day, and year together. And the 14-5 is a lesson that um, Betty came here to uh, work through. It was suggested in a past lifetime she took the freedom away from somebody. So in this lifetime, she had to experience that. And when we think about Betty White, that's certainly, did, I, it just doesn't come into play, <laughs> does it? It just doesn't feel that. So the timeline allowed us to, to go a little bit deeper into her life to find out where exactly that might have come through. Because it won't go away. It does have to be experienced. And the other thing about a karmic number is it can be one big event or it can be little events. And if mm -hmm. that's where those patterns come in, right? We see those people that continue to, to experience those patterns over and over and over. They're not facing that lesson that they've, they've come here to, to um, learn and let go of. Yeah. So oh, that was quite a long introduction. How are you doing, Adriana? Are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. Oh, wonderful. I'm here with well, you. We're, we're talking it up. So yeah, this, a good day. life is good, isn't it? Okay, so I think, what do you, what do you want to do, Adriana? You want to jump right into the transits and essences? Or? Yeah, let's. Okay. Yeah. So the first the first year that I circled and was aware of was year number one in 2023. And the reason why I circled that is because it was 11 two, and mm. it was a six personal year. And when we ever put six and two together, there's something to do with a relationship, something going on. We see the letter B at the physical plane, sometimes that can, can mean that there's a change, there's a move. And yes, at that age, she moved, her family and her moved to California. Mm -hmm. So I thought Which that- I, was, I saw that was, I thought that was interesting when I saw that. I was, I was like, 
wow, like from the very beginning, it's just yes. already playing out. I know, is it? it it's uh, amazing. It's amazing when we when we can sit down and really narrow it down. Okay, so then, I in twenty. Let's see, 20, uh, excuse me, 1945, age 23, she married Dick Barker. Mm -hmm. That was her first marriage, right? Now, that was, that was not a soul-changing year. I didn't see anything other than that letter T. The T mm -hmm. might suggest partnership. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's in a, um, like her transits and essences, um, it's a 13 what's it essence and a four uh -huh. transit uh -huh. um which is all about just union in a way that's kind of just bringing it all together like this is this is the foundation <laughs> and you see it in the mental plane too there's a letter o mm -hmm. and o is the 15 six so um that's bringing in love and yeah. that's mental right so she's really really starting to focus in on relationships yeah, and that's the first time in her life that she's experienced that. Okay, so then the next soul-changing year that came into play was in 1948 at the age of 26. Mm -hmm. This was a, 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 the essence was a 13-4 with a four. Transit. Yeah, correct. Thank you. <laughs> so did you find it did you find anything that's when the Betty White show was started well it was it was in 1949 that the Betty White show came into play did you find anything for 1948 I didn't um, I didn't either but I think it's interesting that she had a soul-changing year right before her right. career kind of kicked off it was it was kind of like okay buckle up and where it was a four, it was very yep. disciplined. It was very structured. So yeah, somebody was scouting her out, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something that, that you remember when you're reading for other people is that it, it might nece necessarily be at that specific time. It could be the year before, the year after. And, and to really confuse you and not to confuse the people who are listening, but the transits go birth date to birth date. The personal years go... January to December. Mm -hmm. So you always have to watch that gap. Is that is are those transits moving over to the personal year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that just makes it a little bit more confusing. Okay. So yeah. So in in 1949, the Betty White Show came about, mm -hmm. and then she had a soul changing year in 1952 at the age of 30, um, and this was an eight. Yep, an eight, uh, wait, let me see. Yeah, eight personal year, mm -hmm. eight, eight all around. So it was right. a good money year for her. <laughs> Correct. Well, Life with Elizabeth, uh, which was a show that came on, and she ended up playing the lead in that show. Mm. So that was a big year for her. It was kind of like a start. She, she got out. There was a little bit of stardom there for her. And then the next year, Chris was the nine year. And she and, and from birth to 31, she was in the nine pentacle. So she was doing a lot of exploring about humanitarian and working mm -hmm. with other people. Um, I think she's very emotional. This worked off her expression number, right? Yeah. So she really, it really um, helped her to learn how to express herself 
in a very caring, loving way, because nine is all about unconditional love, forgiveness, and letting go. But yeah. she was also in that seven challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And Which is about self-reflection. Yep. So I think she may, yeah. and I think that's why she came across as having like such a cool kind of persona. Um, just because if, if she was like moving in that energy, she would have had a lot of time to just reflect on how she's feeling, what it, what is, what it is that she's trying to do, um, how she's moving. Um, but I think that all kind of shows in her life just with, or just in what we knew of her, like she wasn't overly emotional, which with a nine, um, pinnacle and then all of her emotional numbers and her personality, she could have been easily, um, But I think she really took that time to. I bet she was a force to be reckoned with. I bet. I bet you. I bet she was very laid back until you pushed her in the corner. And then I bet she was all fire. I bet yeah, she yeah. came out fighting. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Because you nine is all or nothing. Right. It can be a loving, caring, wonderful person. And the next minute, you know, it's the till of the hun. They're yeah. coming after you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we switch gears and let's see, we went from age 32 to age 40. She's in a four pentacle with a three challenge. That settled her down, but I I think she did well with four. I don't think four was, um, I think it was very complimentary to her. The three challenge, which is uh, about, she might have had to learn how to be a little bit more playful, or she had to learn how to rein her emotions in. Mm. She was hugely emotional woman. Yeah. So she might have to, and the four was disciplining her for that, because four is the, the grown up, right? It's the, the one who does every, is very serious and does everything hundred percent correct while three is out playing in the in not going to work and having a wonderful time how old was she for these she was at age 32 to 40 Uh, 32 to 40 she had one soul changing year within this pentacle and that was at the age of 36 in 1958 Mm -hmm. and and this this just goes to prove soul changing years aren't always they're 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 not bad. They don't have to be bad. Sometimes they are. They shake up the world a little bit. But um, a soul changing year is is helps. All of a sudden, the, the soul grows a little bit quicker. And at the age of thirty six, she she did um, she pitched the nineteen fifty eight Plymouth car, uh, and that kind of gave her a little bit more stardom. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, if you look at um, her personal years, like from thirty two to forty. Mm-hmm. she goes through a complete cycle right and you do uh, you do the the first pinnacle and the last pinnacle are the longest the middle two are always nine years each mm-hmm. so there's a lot happening within those those pinnacles you try to get a lot of work done do you have anything anything did you find anything interesting within that that time period so i know like at 34 she started um a a 19 year stretch of hosting an nbc game show oh wow 
so that's in that time frame where she started it. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's interesting that she started it and it was a 19 year, like it was for 19 years, which mm-hmm. if you total that back up, you'll come back to one. Yeah. Um, so and, was, and what age was that? Do you remember what age for that was? Um, she started at 34 mm-hmm. and it ended. Um, so she started the game show in 1956 and it ended at 1975 um, or like they removed her from it um, in 1975, mm-hmm. which I think that's also a soul changing year for her when that ended. 1975. No, I don't have that. It was a, it was a, it, it was a four year though. Um, yeah. It's not a soul changing year, no. No. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that it was 19 yeah. years on the dot. That is interesting. Oh, Betty. And, and explain to people why that's a, 19 is really a one for us. Yeah, yeah. Because we add the, the double digit numbers together to get that single number. Mm-hmm. So 19, 10, 1. Yeah. That's, a, but that's, that's a good note. Like, everything's a good number first of all mm-hmm. but <laughs> well there's balance and unbalance it's how we yeah. work it right yeah but 19 is like one through like if you just it's one through nine already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then you add those together one plus nine to get 10 which is mm-hmm. the next level of the one right. through nine sequence but right. then you reduce that to the one so it's kind of like you're on a, a different level of yourself almost correct correct and 19 10 one is another karmic number that would suggest that in a past life, you took the power away from somebody. So in this lifetime, you have to experience powerlessness. I have the 1910 one in my expression number. And yes, I have very much spent felt powerlessness. And yes. it was so wonderful when I got my reading, because then I went, oh, my God, I understand this now. I had to experience that. I had to go through that. Made me a much better person. Made me um, more independent. Made me understand that being in my power didn't mean I had to be pushy and aggressive and and knock people down. Yeah. That's the best part of about numerology, I think. Like when you, whether you get a reading or whether you get into it for yourself, just to analyze yourself. Yeah make a lot more sense of the things that have happened in your life that have occurred or the things you just don't understand and it's like oh my gosh like yes I know it's so (laughs) wonderful you just see relief in people's eyes you just Mm -hmm. see it's like we're we're explaining to them um something that they've been hanging on to and maybe feeling shame maybe feeling guilt maybe feeling one of those those ugly emotions and which makes you sick eventually and when you sit there and explain to them um, and I suspect it happened during such and such a time. And you can, they're like, oh my God, thank you so, so much. Because you can let it go now. Yeah, yeah. You, you've done it. You've done the work. Move on. We hold on to things way too long. Forever. Yeah. And numerology is very good at helping people let go. Yeah. Okay. So the next um, tra- uh, pinnacle starts at the age of 41 and it goes to 49. Mm-hmm. and uh, let's see she has she a soul changing year in there too yes 47 uh-huh 
47. Now, we see a lot of T's right there, right? So whenever I see the T, I think, especially on the physical plane, I'm thinking, okay, so there was a move, there was uh, a new partnership that came in. Uh, she did marry Alan Ludden at the age of 41. Mm. That was her, her soulmate. Mm-hmm. So that I don't know. Favorite. I Yes, I know. Bless her heart. I don't know if they moved at that time. But. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I feel like during this time. Mm-hmm. Nope, she wasn't on the show yet. I was going to say during this time she was um, on the Mary Tyler Moore show, but she wasn't on there yet. It's Tyler. interesting. She challenged herself with the four. She loved him very much, but mm-hmm. I think she was having trouble settling down. I wish yeah. you'd talk to me. <laughs> I wish you'd tell me what was going on. Yeah. Um, and maybe they moved a couple of times and that became, um, that was hard for her because she wanted to settle down. Mm. Yes. Okay. And then the next pinnacle, the last pinnacle, which w- was with her for the rest of her life, started at the age of 49. Oh, no, no, sorry. Started at the age of 50 and went to, um, she lived to be 99. Mm-hmm. She had quite yes. a few soul changing years in there. Correct. I saw something at 61 and 63. Um, so those are both soul changing years for her. But something happened in those years. I think she won like mm-hmm. an award. She did. During one of the years and the show ended in another year. Yeah, um, she she won a, a, a Emmy for the Golden Girls. And that was very upsetting to be, be because I, because they they had to, there was four positions there where somebody could win an Emmy. So that yes. must have been very hard for them. And it was very upsetting to be. So I guess she, according to what I read, she was very cordial for people to, that were watching, but behind the scene, maybe not so much. B, right? I think it was B, yeah. Yeah, they didn't They didn't get along at all. Um, oh. It's not that they didn't get along, but they just didn't have the best relationship. Is because she had more of a harsh Mm-hmm. kind of persona yeah. behind the scenes mm-hmm. um but b died in 2009 and so betty white was 87 when she died which that's a soul-changing year for her right. yeah <laughs> she's right. in a three personal year has a three yeah. s or a transit and when b died she said i knew it would hurt but not this much um, and i think that was her like expressing just Although we have this rival, like I still care for her. And even though she's gone, like I still want her to know, like I care for you. I love you. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah. we all have those friends, right? Those those hate love relationships. We all have them. We yeah. need those people. I think those are the people that sometimes uh, snap us out of things when we need to be snapped out of things. <laughs> you know, instead of instead of just just um you know, loving us and letting it, letting it go. Also in, and during that soul changing year at, in 2010, at the age of 88, uh, she became the SNL's oldest host, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. What I think is really interesting about her timeline 
is that a lot of the things that happen for her occur in a four mm-hmm. personal year or a four transitor essence, okay. but it's always something that has to do with what she founded her career on. Like, it's never just, oh, she got married. Even when she married um, Ludden, they were both hosting a show together. That's how they met, still around her career. But yeah, that when she was hosting SNL, she was in a four personal year. And it's like each each time she's in this this kind of year, it's like something else. Like she's hosting a different TV show. She's got a different <laughs> movie on the way. Um, so I thought that was really interesting to see that like no matter what, she returns back to what grounded her. And that four is in that 14 five. Mm-hmm. And the and the which was the loss of freedom. So I, you know, when I really sat with her chart and I was looking at some of the stuff I was reading, I really felt like her loss of freedom was her emotions. Mm. That she had a really hard time learning how to, um, you know, let her. <laughs> That's okay. We love dogs. That's okay. She was really learning how to. Uh, not let all the emotions hold her back. Where, her where do you see that? Or where did, why do you feel that way? Well, because the 45 is life path, right? And then she has all the expression, heart's desire and personality, all those emotions. When I sit with that, when I sit and think about that, and this is what you learn as you, as you continue to work with the numbers, how does that mingle? How is that flowing? And then you're looking at other things. And I, I just feel like she was such an emotional woman. I feel that way. I might be totally wrong, but I, I feel like that, that sometimes that got in her way that clouded her, her vision for certain things. I'm kind of feeling in this moment that she had to restrict her emotions more than mm-hmm. like, she just wasn't allowed to to fully mm-hmm. feel on that spectrum of feeling. <laughs> like I agree. Even, yeah. So yeah. I, I can understand why um, you feel that way and like why you kind of piece that all together. I mean, we just love Betty White for the Betty White that we know her as, like this happy person, this calming kind of grandmother, like you said. Yeah, definitely. Just, but what if she was more than that? What if she was a raging? bull we just couldn't experience it because she had to be Betty White in mm-hmm. in the public side. yeah well you know sometimes people who are raging bulls are very quiet mm-hmm. <laughs> they just have a way of making it all happen they just they just make it happen I should say now Take you said look. something in podcast one which was very interesting it kind of it kind of I sat back when you said it but Boy, the more I read about Betty, the more I sat with her chart, I went, oh, my gosh, she's so she was so correct in that. You said that Betty White should have been a man or or was a man with a man in a past life and was here trying to learn how to be that to have the woman experience. And boy, did she, when you read some of the stuff she went through at the beginning of her career mm-hmm. and the criticism she took, I mean, and it was nasty criticism, something that you'd be thrown in jail for saying, like, um, she wasn't pretty. She didn't have a nice dress. She, mm-hmm. you know, just really ugly stuff. And so 
yeah, I, I think you you were right. She, if she did have a little bit of that masculine energy, then um, she pulled her shoulders back. She had to, to continue on. I mean, yeah, crazy. And um, the, the, the role she played in the Mary Tyler Moore show, which is really interesting. It was just, I mean, she said it was just like, she was pretty much performing as herself just in an exaggerated um, sense. She had to be this like extra super feminine, super sweet kind of person in the show. Yeah. And I think for her, that could have been like therapeutic just because she gets to fully like right. be a woman, even if it's just on the show, she just gets to just be that without having the criticism of just being extra masculine or not being beautiful and all these other things. Um, but also be being because you, if you look at her, the letters in her name, she doesn't have a lot of one energy. Usually you have three, the average yeah. is three. And so she's really down on the one energy. So I suspect there was a, she had to work hard on her self-confidence or self-esteem, but look at all the fours. Usually, I mean, the twos, she has four twos in her name. Usually only have one. Yep. And that's that softness. That's that femininity that comes in. And, and the person who can see both sides of the story, who don't want to rock the boat. Um, and that's how I feel when I think about Betty. It's how I think she's always trying to um, to make sure everybody was happy. Yeah. And even she has um, three nines, yes. um, which for like on the inverse, like she's she's lacking on the ones, but yep. she has yep. the nines, which, yeah, she was she cared for people deeply. very much. Um, yeah. Very she, much. So that's shown where where you're saying she wanted to make sure that everyone else was OK and yeah and it was all emotional based it mm -hmm. wasn't analytical it wasn't um because that's the thing that we see in numerology there's there's those people you know my husband he's he's all emotional energy i'm not i'm very analytical we go to the movies he sits and cries and cries and cries and i'm sitting there going oh my god what's the matter with this guy <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes us you know, I mean we're all so very different and it's it's um this is again why numerology is so much fun to to see how are you are you looking at things in an emotional way are you making the decisions emotionally are you making them um analytically it doesn't matter because it is who you are but sometimes if somebody can um explain to you then you you feel even closer to yourself right because you know that's who you are. I, I'll do the same with um, my boyfriend where we have a lot of moments where I'm just talking to him. And I mean, he's like a, a baby numerologist at this point, just because yeah. I have so many conversations with him. <laughs> but I'm like, look at your reaction. I think it's necessary for everyone to in any relationship to always consider I react this way, you react this way, where can we meet in the middle? Right. But then when you bring numerology into it, it's kind of like, look, I can see. Yes. This is, this is how you react. This is what you're made up of. This is you're just going to react in this way. And so there's times where we're, we'll get close to having an argument. And he's like, mm, that's that eight playing out in you. <laughs> See, it gives you the numerology language. And yes, yep. it does help. It's so true. I always say everybody can get along. We can all get along if we know what makes the other person who the other person is, if we know what makes them who they are mm -hmm. and we're willing to accept them for that. 
it's love it's love yeah. but you can't be willing to accept someone unless you know what it is that you're accepting you know so that's what right. I, yeah that's what I do love about numerology yes um, and I love the fact that he's throwing the numbers at you because <laughs> I hear that quite often we all even best friends best friends will say yep she this is it she's showing her one energy right now so much fun <laughs> oh my gosh okay Adriana thank you so much for for doing your research and sitting here and chatting with about Betty White uh, we are going to start uh, next one we're going to do is uh, Tom Brady um, we Brady. yeah we want to look in see what um, what makes him who he is he's a just such an incredible athlete and so I'm excited to see where that drive really comes from yes and the <laughs> discipline and yes I me too and he he was going to retire he's not going to retire oh why is that what did the energy say so that will be in our next podcast I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening uh, if you're looking for a reading you can go to healingnumbers22.com uh, I also have calendars still available and keep your, if you haven't signed up for my newsletter, please do because you can get a 20% coupon off on a reading. Uh, and also I have um, a calendar group. We're going to start calendar groups so that people can understand and their calendars and learn a little bit more about numbers and what they really mean. So until next time. Thank you very much, Adriana. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Numbers Speak podcast. To ask a question to Sue and Jennifer, go to our show notes and find a link where you can leave us a voicemail. We'll answer your question on a future episode. To schedule a personal numerology reading with Sue, visit HealingNumbers22.com. That's HealingNumbers22.com. To connect with Jennifer and sign up for a free life vision strategy call, visit jenniferhoopercoaching.com. That's jenniferhoopercoaching.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week.